Welcome to the Davis United Methodist Church. Uh, if you are new or visiting today, this morning's service will be a bit different than usual. Uh, this is my last Sunday as the pastor of this church. Um, so apologies to those of you for whom this will be um, unusual. Uh, but I'm glad that you're here with us this morning for this time of worship. My name is Kelly Love, and today I am still the pastor of the Davis United Methodist Church. <laughs> We open worship each week, celebrating that we are community, greeting one another, and hearing about those things that happen outside of worship. And we do start with some announcements this morning. And I'll start with Jim. Good morning. So next week at uh, Contemporary Issues Forum, we're beginning a six-week study, a book study of the Pope's encyclical. Uh, Laudato Si, on care for our common home. Uh, Pope Francis issued this encyclical just exactly a year ago. It was widely hailed in the uh, news media as a treatise on climate change, but in fact, it's much, much more than that. The basic thesis uh, is that humanity's violence against nature is simply symptomatic of our violence against ourselves, our human people, and out of touch with God. So the, uh, the encyclical is mostly about how Christians can live to be in harmony with nature, in harmony with our fellow citizens and neighbors, and in harmony with God. It's a short book, inexpensive, inspiring, and very provocative. So next week we'll start uh, discussing chapter one. I'll make sure that copies are available at the Avid Reader. Thank you. Thanks, Jim. Happy Father's Day to all of you fathers who are here today and those of you who will be celebrating with fathers or the fathers of your children. Um, and a little apology to you all that this particular event in this church happens to fall on Father's Day. That's less than ideal, but thank you for being here and I bless your celebrations later on or, or earlier today. Uh, I just wanted to let you know that uh, uh, there are a couple of pieces of the end of the service uh, that were left out of the bulletin inadvertently, so I just wanted to let you know what will be happening. Um, before, after the offering time and the prayer of de uh, dedication, uh, there will be a brief litany of farewell to mark this time, um, and a passing on of the stole from me to your next pastor, uh, and then the benediction and closing song. So I just kind of wanted to give you a heads up. Uh, I wanted to, oh, and, uh, and a couple announcements from a ro Rosa this morning. Good morning. I uh, want to thank all of you for your continued support of this church in our mission for uh, last month in May. You gave over $800 in mission beyond your pledges and your tithes. So thank you and keep up the good work of giving in this church. Also, I want to uh, remind all of you that next Sunday is Music Ministry Sunday. So you get a little bit of it today from the chancel choir, the bell choir, and then the spirit singers, so do come. And I want you to hear this. Please, at the 
end of the service, when Pastor Kelly finishes, do not leave. We are going straight into a 30-minute celebration for Pastor Kelly. So remain in your seats, and you will get to greet her over there when we all have lunch and ice cream social. So stay here. As we get started in worship, I want to say a word by way of confessing the limits of my own capability. Um, I know from Facebook and email that colleagues of mine all over the country are working hard to speak faithfully to the events in Orlando last week as they stand up to preach this morning. Um, And that is so important that preachers do that, and I can't do it today. Um, So I'm sorry uh, for those of you who will not hear a word addressing that and in thinking about the events of today and saying goodbye. I I couldn't put it together. So... um, But what I can say as part of today's theme of blessing and sending forth is that one significant blessing of my time here is that there has never been any question about whether you all support and accept me fully as a lesbian pastor. There has never been any question about whether I was safe and supported here. And it's not just me. It's the gay and lesbian and bisexual and transgender members and friends and visitors in this congregation who feel that sense of uh, unquestioned support also. Uh, And I never take it for granted, and I thank you all for that. Uh, In a few moments, we will continue worship by singing together this song that gets us started, lifting our voices, praising God. But before we do that, would you take a moment to greet each other?
We continue our worship with our call to worship. God promised, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your old folk shall dream dreams. For surely I know the plans that I have for you. Plans to give you a future I will gather you up from all nations and bring you home. Let us open our hearts and minds to listen for God's plan Today's scripture reading begins with Jeremiah chapter 29. For surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for your welfare and not for harm, to give you a future with hope. Then when you call upon me and come pray to me, I will hear you. When you search for me, you will find me. If you seek me with all your heart, I will let you find me, says the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place from which I sent you into exile. Second scripture is from Joel 2, or as we say in Dixon, Joel. <laughs> o children of Zion, be glad and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given the early rain for your vindication. He has poured down for you abundant rain, the early and the later rain as before. The threshing floor shall be full of grain. The vats shall overflow with wine and oil. I will repay you for the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the hopper, the destroyer, and the cutter, my great army, which I sent against you. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never again be put to shame for you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel and that I the Lord am your God and there is no other. And my people shall never again be put to shame. Then afterwards I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. Even on the females and male and female slaves in those days, I will pour out my spirit. I will show portents in the heavens and on the earth, blood and fire and columns of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood, but the great and terrible day of the Lord comes. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem... There shall be those who escape, as the Lord has said, and among the survivors shall be those whom the Lord calls. May God bless the reading of this holy word. Thanks be to God. As our children are coming forward, our ushers will be passing out our sign-in pads, and if you would, take a minute to let us know you're here and how we can be in touch with you. That's helpful for us. And now would the kids come join me up front, please?
morning, everyone. I'm going to sit here so I can see you. We don't have our usual big space. So I'm wondering if any of you know how to say goodbye in a language other than English. Adios. Adios? Uh-huh. Anybody else? Yeah, Max? Au revoir. Au revoir? Yes, French, good. Yeah? So we know at least a couple up here, and I bet in our... Jake, what do you know? There, there's goodbye in Chinese for us. Thank you. One of the things that we are doing together today as a church is saying goodbye, because I am saying goodbye to you all, and you are all saying goodbye to me as I come to the end of my time as your pastor. Um, And... uh, I wonder if you can think of another time that you have said goodbye to somebody. Do you remember a time that you've had to say goodbye to someone, Zoe? I wasn't old enough to say goodbye yet, but the first pastor I had here, I had to say goodbye to. You said goodbye to your first pastor here? Yeah, uh-huh, Max? Um, I had to say goodbye to my school. Goodbye to your school? Did you move or change schools? When you got done with school, yeah, tail. Right after a visit with family, or if you're leaving to go visit somebody else, goodbye to your family. Yeah, Charlotte. Sometimes grandmas and grandpas. So that's okay. Um, what kinds of feelings go with saying goodbye that you think of? Sad sometimes, yeah. Sometimes happy if they have a special reason for going. Yeah, I think so. I feel a little bit sad today about saying goodbye to all of you. Um, I feel all kinds of things about saying goodbye. And one of the things I wanted to let you know is that even though I'm saying goodbye, I will remember all of you and I will keep loving all of you even after I say goodbye. And I don't know if you've ever heard, um, another thing they say in Spanish sometimes is, vaya con Dios. Has anyone heard that? Any of you? Do you know what it means? Vaya con Dios? It literally translated, yeah, do you know? What? What? Yeah, tail? Go with God, right. And that's one thing that is helpful for me to remember today is that even though I am saying goodbye to you and you are saying goodbye to me, we never need to say goodbye to God because God is always with us everywhere all the time and uh, that we all go with God as we go forward from this day. Um, So I hope you always remember that you never have to say goodbye to God and that God is always with you. And now, uh, could we say a prayer together before you all... Yeah? Okay.
amen, and thank you so much. Our next hymn continues our theme of uh, blessing and sending forth. Would you stand as we sing if that's comfortable for you? Please pray with me. God of grace, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. One definition of benediction is blessing. In the context of a worship service, the benediction is that blessing that comes at the end of the service. Somewhere along the line, someone taught me that the function of a benediction is blessing and sending forth. A benediction is meant to offer both a blessing to the gathered congregation and to send us all forth into something else to send us out in the world, to do something to put our faith into practice. And though I no longer remember where I picked up that tidbit, that has been the formula I use for the benediction at the end of pretty much every worship service I have ever led. Blessing and sending forth. Many of you recognize that as the formula I use, and I know you recognize that because uh, many people have commented on it. Today, the whole service is a benediction of sorts. With the exception of our first hymn, all our hymns today are sending forth hymns, hymns that would normally be used at the end of a service. Folks have asked recently if I've been working my favorite hymns into recent services, and I do love to sing my favorite hymns. 
But I love a worship service with a tightly woven theme even more. So that's been the real guide to choosing hymns these past few weeks, and of course today. You will notice that the two sending forth hymns in the middle of our service today include many references to how we live our faith in daily life, how we put our faith into practice. The hope in worship is always, I think, to extend the fruits of worship into daily life, into how we face the tasks of our everyday life, for the fruits of worship to blossom in action. Each week when I offer the benediction, I begin with something like, and now as you go out from this time and place into whatever this week may hold for you. And as I do this, I often scan the congregation. I see your faces. And sometimes I know something of what you will be facing in the coming week. And some piece of your story comes to mind. Or if I don't know, I wonder and imagine what the week might hold for you. And I have hopes that your faith will make a difference in how you navigate your week. And even that whatever you receive by coming to worship will help sustain you for what you face in the week. As I was thinking about today's benediction, about the entire service, I was thinking that this time I am sending you forth not so much as a collection of individuals into your respective weeks, but instead sending you forth as a congregation into all that the future will hold for you. Planning ahead is great until you get to a particular week and realize you don't want to talk about the scripture you dutifully chose some weeks before. The passage from Joel was chosen with your future in mind, chosen to convey the hope that God's spirit will be poured out upon you, that together you will dream dreams and see visions that carry you forward together. But you know what? In a way, I have been sending you forth into your future for weeks now, maybe even months. I went back and counted at least five entire sermons in recent months, plus pieces of other sermons that highlight your dreams and your visions for the future. I've been saying quite a lot about where you are headed, where I believe God is calling you, and the work you all have laid out for the coming months. Every sermon emphasizing the DNA of this congregation and charging you to be who you are to carry your DNA forward, every sermon talking about the pathway process, every sermon highlighting the visions for ministry that have emerged in our three areas of ministry emphasis, all of this is to some extent a way of sending you forth into your future as a congregation. I knew all along that today would be a time not only for me sending you forth, but a time for us to send each other forth, you and I. But if I have already said so much about where I imagine you all are headed as a congregation, maybe today is a time to talk a bit more about what you are sending me forth into. Back to my benediction formula. 
blessing and sending forth. I don't entirely know what the blessings of our time together have been for you, but I know what they have been for me. And two areas of blessing stand out in particular. A huge area of blessing for me in my time here is how much I have learned and grown as a pastor. I've learned and grown so much. So much of what we have worked on together in these years, I didn't know how to do before I got here. There has been tons of trial and error, and over and over, I have learned new things, step by step along the way. It has really hit me this week, as I've been reflecting back, how very much I have learned. I have grown both personally and professionally. A second huge blessing has been the relationships here. Thank you for being such wonderful people. Thank you for letting me in to your lives. Thank you for working so collaboratively with me. Thank you for touching my life in such meaningful ways. I just don't have enough words or the right words to say what my relationships with you have meant to me. Some weeks ago, I began to think in earnest about how to wrap things up here, and I decided to go through the church directory and make a schedule to really plan out how to spend more quality time with you all. There were just a couple of problems with that idea. One is that I would have had to extend my time here by several months in order to have all the time with you I would want. The other is that it was always only a fantasy to imagine that somehow I could spend enough time with you to feel complete, to feel ready to say goodbye. In truth, I am ready to be done with this work, at least for a time. I am tired. I'm ready to get some more rest. But I am not done with you. There are a number of last tasks I have been able to check off my to-do list this last week, several things I've been glad to complete. But I can't check you off a list and say that I'm done. I don't know how to call a relationship complete. So even today, I do not feel complete. I am still not done wanting more time with you, time that I won't have. And that simply is what it is. You are a thoughtful and reflective group. Perhaps you can identify with some of the reflection I look forward to in the coming year. Here is just a taste of what you are sending me forth into. For some time now, I have been sketching out questions to explore in the coming year. What in my work has been most life-giving for me? Where have I experienced delight? How have I grown? And what does this tell me about ways I might continue to grow? How does my professional role fit with the role of being a beloved child of God called to follow Jesus? And how do I feel about the ways I have and have not 
been faithfully following Jesus? What do I want to do about it? How do I feel and what do I think about church at a time when the place of church in our world is changing dramatically? And what role do I want to play in this thing called church? I am looking forward to this time for reflection. The second scripture I chose today was the reading from Jeremiah. It's a passage I love. The thought of God having a plan for us is comforting in a time of change. Although I have to say that I don't exactly believe that God has a plan, not quite. But I do believe that God has an intention, an intention for each one of our lives and for our world. I believe that God's intention is for life and love and growth and hope. I believe that God's intention is for justice and for peace. I trust that going forward from here, God calls you and God calls me to live into that intention. And that in the words of the prophet Jeremiah, if we seek God with all our heart, we will find God. And in this way, we will continue to live into God's intentions for us. So to you, the people of the Davis United Methodist Church, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for the abundant blessings of these five years for me. I thank you for sending me forth with such love and support. I thank you for your sadness at our parting, because it honors the time we have had together. Through wherever our paths lead us, may we all seek God with our whole hearts. And may you stride boldly into the future with ministries that bear fruit consistent with who you are as a spirit-filled, welcoming and affirming, and service and justice-oriented congregation. Amen.
I'm Rosa Washington Olson, and I'm your worship leader for the morning. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Holy One, your blessings are abundant. Surely by your grace, the ministers of this church have borne fruit. We work for justice. We serve those in need. We embrace diversity. We sense your spirit in this place. We love one another and offer simple acts of care. Together we learn and grow. Surely we are filled with gratitude for these and all our blessings. Just as you send us into the world, so also you send us into the days ahead. Grant us space and time to listen for your voice, we pray. Help us feel your presence in our midst, and may and among us. Make us faithful to your call, and all that we do, we might truly be followers. Amen. We continue in prayer taking this time to lift up to God all of our joys and our concerns of this Davis United Methodist Church and this community and the world. We always include your prayers that you have written in the prayer book as you enter in the hallway. And your prayers are always included in the time of prayer. Let us pray. Lord of all, all of our comings and all of our goings. When the hard realities of our world threaten to dim our spirits, we ask you to ignite our spirit of hope and of justice and of peace, we pray. We pray, as always, for an end to violence and oppression. We continue to pray especially for an, the end of violence based on sexual orientation or gender identity. We pray for the victims and the families impacted by the mass shooting in Orlando. We pray for our Muslim brothers and sisters that they may not become targets of hate but instead targets of love, that they may feel our love. We ask for healing for all those in need of it, whether in body, mind, or in spirit. For all those struggling with addictions and those who have to work and care and love them, all those who are dealing with injury and illness and for all of their caregivers. Someone had asked that we pray and continue to keep all the firefighters in our prayers. Someone asked that we pray for single mothers doing double duty jobs and taking care of their kids. We ask for comfort for all those who mourn, 
the family of Sarah Lou Yates. Her prayers, at, family asked for prayers as she suddenly and unexpectedly passed away this last Thursday. We ask for comfort for the family as they mourn this untimely death. On this Father's Day, we remember fathers that we have lost. And we pray for fathers who have lost a child. We are thankful for all your good news, dear Lord. For all the ways that you touch our world and all the ways you guide all of our journeys. We give thanks with joy for all the men who have nurtured our lives. We thank you for our fathers and for men who have cared for us like a father. God of real world events and surprising hope, we thank you for your presence at the center of our lives. We take time Dear God, to thank you for all that we received from Pastor Kelly in these five years. For the love that she's brought to us, the things she's taught us in growing as a spiritual family, the visions that she has had for us in the pathway process, and all that we have learned and how she's embraced and taught us to really care for one another as a family. We love her, and we'll always be thankful for the time we had for her, and we'll never forget her. Now, dear God, help us feel your presence right now as we each come to you in silence and bring to you our joys, our hopes, and our concerns. trust to you the prayers that you've heard from the hearts of your people in their time of silence. Now we join together the prayer that you taught us. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on 
earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory. The peace of Christ to be with each one of you. God calls every one of us to a difficult work of reconciling relationship that are strained. God invites us to be in peace with one another. And Christian worship even incorporates exchanging signs of peace as a symbolic reminder of this hard challenge. And in this spirit, I invite each one of you to take time to pass the peace to those seated around you. hope that in our coming and goings that we always go forth for God. Our next hymn reminds us that as we go forth for God, God calls us to go in peace, go with courage and love, and that we go to help those in need and to make a difference in the world. Let us sing.
Let us prepare our hearts for our morning offering. Listen to the morning invitation. God calls us to give. He calls us to give the love of our hearts. God calls us to the labors of our hands, the hours of our days, the resources that we all have to share. So let us give out of gratitude and let us give with joy.
Generous God, all that we have and all that we are come to us as gifts from you, and we are grateful. In gratitude, we too are moved to give. Bless every way we give, that our giving might be a part of your own work in this world. Amen. You may be seated. Marking this transition, we close our worship this morning with a litany that comes from the United Methodist Book of Worship, um, and I like it as is. Would you join me? You'll see which parts are mine or yours. I thank you, the people of the Davis United Methodist Church, for the love, kindness, and support you have shown me during these five years that I have served as pastor among you. I am grateful for the ways my leadership has been accepted. I ask forgiveness for the mistakes I have made. As I leave, I carry with me all that I have learned here. accept your gratitude and forgiveness, and I forgive you, trusting that our time together and our parting are pleasing to God. I encourage your continuing ministry here, and will pray for you and for your new pastor, Brandon Austin. A stole is a sign of ordination. Its use is specific to the clergy. And as such, it is fitting that I remove my stole on this day when we mark that I am vacating the role of clergy in this congregation. As I set aside the role of pastor of the Davis United Methodist Church, I also set this stole aside and entrust it to your staff parish relations committee. In this service, represented by Kim Koontz, your chair. On Sunday, July 3rd, you all will present this stole to Pastor Brandon as he takes on the role of the pastor of the Davis United Methodist Church. And now as we all go out from here, may we all recognize and cherish our blessings, for we are blessed to be a blessing, and may we all go to follow in the path of Jesus bringing love and justice and healing and hope to a hurting world. And as we sing, would you all stand as we sing together?
Is this better? to extend sincere thanks from all of us to Kim Kuntz and her efforts to get this all in place. Kim, thank you very much. I am humbly reminded that as each of us arrived into this world, we had no idea of our family name. But how appropriate... (laughs) that Kelly Love would have had love as her family name. When this lovely lady came into our presence five years ago, little did we know the impact that she would make. We were sure there would be an impact. But with her love and her kindness and her understanding, I am reminded of that a long-ago, few-years song, which is titled, There Will Never Be Another You. And certainly, that is true in this lovely lady's case. So here we are, and um, let's see now, um, let's see, John Knight? No? Oh, sorry about that. Kelly, oh, pardon me. All right, Kelly? Uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> Ashley, thank you. I've heard it said that people come into our lives for a reason bringing something we must learn and we are led to those who help us most to grow if we let them and we help them in return well I don't know if I believe that's true but I know I'm who I am today because I knew you like a comet pulled from orbit as it passes the sun like a stream that meets a boulder halfway through the wood I can say that I've been changed for the on my heart and now whatever way our 
story's end I know you have rewritten mine By being my friend Like a ship bound from its glory I only love the sea Like a sea dropped by a sky Like a comet moved from orbit as it passes the sun Like a stream that meets a boulder halfway through the wood I can say that I've been changed for the better I do believe I have been changed for the better song and your um, your great contribution. And now, um, Jerry Dalkey? No. no? Oh, pardon me. This is John the- Knight. John just keeps wanting to get in here. <laughs> that was heartbreakingly beautiful. Thank you all. You know, five years is a good chunk of time. Think back over the last five years of your life and recall some special happenings. For me, it would be the birth of three precious grandchildren. But what was it for you? A marriage, a graduation, a special trip, the birth of a child, the death of someone close, a new living situation, a new job, a retirement. Did you meet someone special? But life, more typically, has patterns. The pattern of work, the pattern of family or solo living, the pattern of exercise or recreation, the pattern of being attentive to the world in which we live. And for us, blessedly, we have the pattern of church. Five years ago, we all indeed met someone special. We met our new pastor, Kelly Love, a bright, hard-working, delightful curly-haired redhead. (laughs) And after the first several weeks, we were surely hers. And as as these things go, we fell into a pattern of life together. She has presided at 120 communion services. 
She has offered up well over 200 sermons. She has officiated at weddings and memorial services. She has led us through five Lenten seasons, five Holy Weeks, five Easter Sundays, five Advent seasons, and five Christmas Eves. She has organized any number of study opportunities. She has attended exactly 12,413 ministry meetings. <laughs> and she has launched us on the pathway, Pathways process of ongoing reflection and renewal. All the while, she has been by our side on our individual and our communal journeys. She has been a companion, a prod, a support, a challenge, a blessing. Yes, five years is a good chunk of time, but that special time, that, now, that pattern is now drawing to a close. Kelly, for all the special ways in which you have enriched the pattern of our lives, we thank you, we thank you, and we thank you. Truer words were never spoken. And now, um, Kathy? Jerry, sorry about yeah, that. That's okay. Zoe Hall will be speaking on behalf of the children. Today you are getting many hugs. The children want you to have a hug that you can take with you. Pastor Kelly, it has been a tradition of this church when someone leaves that we always give them a hymn book with our favorite hymn sign. This is just not any hymn book that we are giving to you. People have chosen their favorite hymns and people have those who had so many, they wrote words in the front and in the back and not on the hymn. So when you and Katie are together and you want to sing and you want to just reminisce Look into this book and see the favorite hymns that the people have chosen. Would you hold this a minute, please? Um, and so, hold up to my mouth. We wanted to emboss with your name on a plate on the front. A, past, a Kelly Love, pastor of the Davis United Methodist Church, June 2016. We present this to you with double love, 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 love. <laughs> Thank you, Rosa. Kathy Shinsky.
Pastor Kelly, because Pathway is such an important part of your ministry at, D at DUMC, and therefore has become an integral part of this church, the Pathway team would like to present you with a photo album documenting and commemorating this process. We know that you will be with us in spirit on this continuing journey. We hope that you will be pleased with our progress when you make future visits. And now Zora and the prayer shawl ladies group. join us in reading the blessing as we have draped Kelly in her prayer shawl. May God's grace Thank you, Zora, and the Parashal group. Sid Barcelos from the wonderful garden ministry of this church. Does this look familiar? We planted one of these. This is a butylon flowering maple. We planted one outside the uh, off at your office window, and it didn't make it. <laughs> oh, it didn't get water. So I'm giving you another one, and thank you for for making Grace Garden a ministry of this church, and thank you for all your support and your compost. <laughs> we'll miss you. <laughs> And Bria Stevens. One of the very first children's sermons that um, Kelly and I did together when I uh, first started here a few years ago was a journey. And we took the kids around the congregation with a backpack and we talked to them about what they needed on their journey with God. And we included a Bible and a hymnal and water. And for these past five years, you've been part of that backpack. You've been one of the largest parts in all of our hearts. And um, this is something we want you to take with you on your journey. It's a scrapbook just bursting at the seams with all the moments from the journey that you took with us in the, these past five years. But it doesn't even begin to cover even a tiny bit of all the joy you've brought us. So we wish you and Katie well and hope that you'll look through this and think of us often because um, we'll be thinking of you.
Chuck Shannon is not making a presentation. Um, it's just a pleasure being in this position this afternoon. John, once again, please. Well, on this day of benedictions, one more. Kelly, would you come up here, please? And face your people. Kathleen Michelle Love, as you go forth from this place into whatever the weeks and months and years ahead hold for you, take time to rest, to reflect, and to listen for the soft voice of God prodding you into the new direction your special journey will take. Know that you leave us with our manifest appreciation, with our abundant love, and with our absolute confidence that God holds you gently in the palm of God's hand. Amen. We'd like to invite everyone to come up for a laying on of hands. If you feel so moved, obviously there isn't space for all of us to put a hand to Kelly, but let's make chains out from the, uh, down the aisleways and, and uh, into the chairs if we can. All of you that would like to participate, come on up. Please pray with me. Beloved Creator, may the angels spread their wings over Kelly as she ends this chapter in her life and turns the page to see what happens in the next chapter. We thank you for keeping her in your loving care. In each day, we pray that she will laugh and smile and touch new lives. And in the echo of that laughter, May she hear us calling out our love for her. In the light of a smile, may she see a signpost that says, This is the way. And in the touch of a hand, may she remember our hands. And may that memory embrace her wherever she goes. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
hymn, this is some instrumental um, music that means a lot to Kelly, so this is our, our last offering for Kelly. Mm-hmm. 